Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Nolcast. This is a, a bit of a celebratory episode, but I think we're both excited for a, a lot of things coming up with the Nolcast, the future of the podcast in general. We've got a bunch of content that we're excited to roll out for people, but this is a show that is slightly unlike any other in that it's a little bit of a celebratory show in honor of our um, recommitment, if you will, with Resolution Home Loans. So this is a, a show that was not on the original schedule. It's brought to you uh, almost exclusively by Resolution. Anything that we do, and we want to give a tip of the hat to Louisiana Hot Sauce. We acknowledge our great friends at For the Table, and uh, Travis Johnson is somebody that we're very excited to work with and want to remind you guys that you can reach him at 850-435-9919. But today's about Resolution Home Loans, and this will be a uh, pretty lengthy buy or sell. We've tried to grab questions from here there and everywhere have a decent representation and hopefully this will be a a fun little back and forth so thanks to our friends at resolution and uh this is a little something extra and thanks to uh thanks to all our our great listeners who sent in these questions we had a a whole lot to wade through uh for sure and Inger did most of the lifting on that so let's let's get to this all right guys we'll start it off three true freshmen will see the field week one versus boise state all right, so if you asked, I lead off. Uh, I'm gonna gonna lead off with the buy here. Just, I think Greg Dent will play. Uh, I think that there's a chance that uh, Dante Lucas could play. I think Jaleel McCree, excuse me, Jaleel McCray uh, will play. And I, I think this is a fairly strong buy for me. Just thinking about this, you know, could could Renardo Green play some special teams? Could Kevon Glenn play some special teams? It's certainly possible. What if Ryan Fitzgerald? Handles either either kicking duties or kickoff duties. That's possible too. You know, does Malcolm Ray get in the game? I'm I'm going to strong buy this. I would. Uh, I think I'd buy this even to the extent if we qualified it with if they just see special teams duty in general. Yeah, this is a buy. Fairly confident in it. We have a lot of questions surrounding early playing time and freshmen and when they come. So not the first time that this topic comes up in the line of discussion, but uh, this one will probably be one of the easier buys that we have on here. Uh, we'll go to the second one. Uh, five Seminoles will declare early for the draft. Buy or sell? Five Seminoles declaring early for the draft. Well, let's think about this. Uh, I have three in mind already, and maybe four. They are Akers, LeBorn, Wilson, and Durden. And I guess Terry. That's five who I think have a pretty good reason to go already. I mean, that's not counting anybody who might be in sort of the, eh, I'm either not going to get any bigger or faster camp or, hey, uh, I was pretty good at those undergrad, undergrad classes, but maybe I'm not cut out for, uh, for for the actual classes that my major requires, which unfortunately we see once in a while. We've known some guys just personally who decided to go pro because they were not going to be eligible uh, to come back. I'm I'm thinking this is a buy because it asks five or more. So it's, it's basically uh, four and a half if you want to buy it. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and buy this. I, I think those five have a strong chance. And even if we only nail four, I, maybe there's a chance that somebody else will come up and have a good season and, and, and be on their way out. Yeah, I think this is another pretty easy buy here. Uh, you listed five guys with a legitimate option of maybe declaring. You always seemingly have one or two guys that uh, that you wouldn't have been able to project. And there may be some guys who end up leaving the roster and may even qualify uh, saying that they're going to the draft as the reason why when perhaps they're uh, encouraged to go elsewhere. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy here, and I think we're in pretty good shape through the first two. 
All right, uh, next one. FSU ends up with three or more consensus four-star or better off, or excuse me, just line recruits in the class of 2020. So that's not just offensive line, that is O-line and D-line. You got lead off on this one. Yeah, I think I'll buy that. I think that there'll be, uh, if you let me pick, I mean, does this include ends as well? And obviously we're there's a little bit of a transition as to what you're doing philosophically on the defense side of the line. But uh, yeah, I think I think that I'll buy this one and, and maybe I'm being optimistic, but uh, I think, think that that happens. So what makes this a little bit tough is, is they have zero right now, right? But it wouldn't shock me if Emmanuel Rogers or Morgan Joseph get bumped up. Maybe both, but but probably one of them I think has a decent shot to end up as a four-star. And, and that definitely helps you out on the recruiting trail because it means you only need to sign two more. There's certainly some high-profile high targets they're in on. Savell Smalls, who's, depending on where you look, is either a linebacker or a D-end. I think if you look at that kid, he's really the, the body fits more of, of a defensive end look. Uh, they also have Isaiah Walker, the offensive tackle they're in on. So I those are – yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead – and buy because it says three or more. So they really, if you get to three, it's a buy. I think they can get to three. If you get in that four or five uh, number ca- territory, that's probably a little too optimistic. But because of the way the question is written, with three, I'll go ahead and, and take the buy there. So next one's a really interesting one here. The state of Florida would be the most dominant state in college football if states in the country were allowed only to recruit within, or I guess if universities we're only allowed to recruit within their own state. All right, so how do we define most dominant state? Is it the state that produces the national champion? Is it like the overall record of the teams in that state? How are we defining this? Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think for purposes of this question, you would have to go with championships one, uh, conference and, and ultimately national. Which also makes it unique because Florida is one of the only states that competes in multiple conferences, or it's it's state university, or at least it's large uh, flagship and other prominent university. You know, it's it's not Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, or any of these other ones where both are contained within the same uh, same state lines. So immediately, my, my mind has a couple uh, states that I think would be more dominant over Florida in terms of producing the most dominant team. Uh, Georgia, the, the state where you live, if we assume that Georgia would basically land the 25 best prospects in the state of Georgia, I think that would be a, a really dominant team if they did that on, on a yearly basis. Louisiana uh, w- would be one. California is interesting because I don't think you can assume that USC would just take the first 25 off the top and everybody else would fight for you know 26 through 150 or whatever. With Florida... Even if you assume UCF and USF don't get anybody who the big three want, because let's face it, they don't, they don't now. You're still talking about splitting the top 75 kids in, in the state roughly evenly between Florida, FSU, and Miami, I would think. So that would probably give you a pretty good shot to win the ACC on a yearly basis, right? I think Florida would, would not be as good as Georgia was if all Florida could do was recruit Florida and all Georgia could do is recruit Florida because I think Georgia would probably get almost everybody it wanted over Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson, if they had to recruit to South Carolina, would be far diminished. So I think it would really help the the state of Florida's chances in the ACC. But 
in the SEC, I think it would hurt their chances. And for the national championship, I think it would it would probably really hurt, right? So I'm going to go ahead and say sell. I, I don't think Florida would be the most dominant state by those definitions, but they probably would have three top 25 teams at least, and maybe four because of UCF, which by that standard, maybe it's a buy. But I, I think by the standards we defined, I'm going to go ahead and sell. Good little outside-the-box question. I'd, I'd sell there as well, but a, a fun little discussion that's uh, slightly different than some of the other ones that were sent in. Uh, in the next two years, and a lot, uh, speaking of uh, a topic that was on people's mind frequently, is, is the subject of alcohol, uh, and this is a little bit of a hybrid of uh, numerous inquiries surrounding it. But in the next two years, Doak will sell alcohol. No, And with that, meaning no special designations, no special areas, just open availability in the stadium regardless of uh, – where you seat or any kind of uh, extra package purchased. In the next two years. So next two, that means this one and next one, or does that mean like the two after this one? Why don't we define that as uh, season upcoming and season uh, immediately following? Okay. So, I mean. I'm going to sell. We, I we think. know that's not happening this year. Right. So you're basically asking a one-year question. A lot, of other, uh, a lot of other states are doing this, by the way. I think Louisiana's doing it. A couple other states are, are doing this. When schools see how much money that makes, they, they tend to like it a lot. But there's, I think, some state rule concerns that, that are probably in play there. So I'm going to go ahead and sell. If this question had a little bit longer time frame, I might buy. But I'm going to go ahead and sell for the short time frame. But I don't have any inside information on that. I'm going to buy. Uh, I would certainly buy if it was uh, 2022 and uh, or 2021. I'm going to buy... I, I think you have it next year. I think you have a, a motivated, <laughs> a motivated university looking for ways to uh, to liven the game day experience, uh, capture more of uh, the revenue that goes in and into the whole uh, scene. Maybe not as many people walked in with uh, plastic bags tucked uh, taped to their leg or whatever other uh, method of entry they have in <laughs> mind, and uh, and Florida State tries to capture a little bit more of that dollar. I. I would expect to see this sooner than later, and like you, have no uh, no inside knowledge on that. I just think there's too too much sense is made uh, when you look at that from a, a macro perspective. I also think people, if, if that happened, people might be a little bit more sober when they got into the game, uh, and I think they might get into the game quicker for this reason. You might not have these people who try to load up on on some real you know pretty serious last minute drinks at the tailgate, knowing they have to have that buzz last if they want it to last. For the next three or four hours. All right. Uh, Ingram, next one here. Seven and five season would result in two or fewer decommitments. Yeah, I'll, I'll sell this. I mean, I, I would almost be surprised regardless of Florida State's record if they go through this process with le- with two or less. I mean, it's just it's kind of a natural process. Uh, kids reevaluate things at the last minute before they sign. Now, are, are you talking about kids who open up their commitment and sign other places? I'm still, I'm going to sell. I, I think you'll see that, and I think it's more reflective of how the whole process plays out rather than a, a staff that's losing cohesion. I'm going to agree with you. I, I really think it's uh, it's a fairly easy buy. Even though they're doing so well, it's still just almost impossible to see them go, go through a year with, with no decommitments. This is not Stanford. All right, uh, buy or sell. The Nolcast intro will ever consist of more than 15 words. Yeah, I got a <laughs> chuckle when I saw this one. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll buy the idea of it possibly. I think it's currently at what, 12 or 13, 12 words, uh, if I did that right. So the whole NoCast intro is, I think, I think we basically, I've said that since the first day we ever did the show, and it's uh, from a content perspective, all it is is designed to not have us get bogged down in crap and immediately start talking about the conversation that this whole the whole conversation uh that the whole podcast is based off of i when we first started doing this uh and i still listen to a ton of podcasts but there were some soccer podcasts that i listened to that like you before the guys would start talking about soccer the host would spend nine minutes complaining about a storage unit issue he had or so just ridiculous it's not uh the podcast is called the Nolcast. it's not the Bud Elliott and Ingram Smith podcast or whatever else. It's not really for us to complain about our uh, personal existence and the intro just kind of gets us straight into that in a pretty quick manner. Yeah. I mean, if it comes up in the subject matter anyway, fine, but we're we're not really trying to uh, trying to have like a little like personal blog cast. Here's one for you. The defensive line, so only the D line gets over 19 and a half sacks. So this also is a question that's <laughs> that's had some modified numbering to uh, to maybe make it a little bit more of a compelling conversation. I'm going to sell this. I think when you look at last year's numbers, what did what did we say they had? Twenty two. It was like low twenties with Brian Burns. Yeah, exactly. You you back Burns out. I mean, you might end up trying to have a hard time designating exactly what position some of these guys play who uh, are responsible for sacks. Uh, depending on how much of a three-man set you see and some of the other wrinkles in the defense this year. Wilson will have a nice number. I don't think that's ever a guy that's going to have a a major sack uh, production as part of his game. I I just have a hard time finding those sacks. So if we think about this, we also have to define our terms. Like, Are we counting Kando and Janarius Robinson as ends still, despite the fact that in the 3-4 look they're they're standing up? I, I would still count them as ends for the purpose of this question. You, I would think that would be fair. Yeah, you would have to. All right. So, you know, thinking about this, I, I'm i of the mindset that Florida State's pass rush this year will not be as good as it was last year on an effectiveness, an efficiency basis, right? Like pressures per snap, all that kind of stuff. However, I do think Florida State is going to be have more leads in games this year. And I do think that Florida State is going to have more big leads in some games this year, which could, in theory, give them a lot more opportunities to pass rush. Now, will that pass rush, will those more those better opportunities, kind of more at-bats, if you will, make up for the loss of Brian Burns? That To me, that's kind of the crux of this question, kind of like you were talking about right there. I'm going to go ahead and sell. I, I The pass rush for me is really my main concern on the defense. I'm not convinced that it, it's going to be – you know, really a, a game changer there. I will sell, but the 19 and a half number is certainly better. I think the original questioner sent us in 25, which was not going to be a very interesting topic. This is a, a good number to me. Another uh, question that we had a lot of, uh, or another subject matter that a lot of questions surrounded was what type of production you'd get out of uh, Cologne LeBourne this year. Uh, we've kind of merged that number into whether or not he rushes for more than 500 yards or not. Buy or sell, bud. Ooh, okay. So... Can I do the research on this on the fly here? Browse was at Houston last year, twenty-seven or uh, twenty-eighteen. Sorry, the backup running back in Houston had uh, three hundred twenty-five yards. Uh, the number three running back had two forty-four. 
Then it was he at FAU for two years, sixteen and seventeen. That sound right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the backup running back uh, the first year at FAU had eight thirty three. The backup running back second year had uh, had seven forty. So two out of those three years, certainly they the, the backup running back did have uh, a, a good amount. Do you think Anthony Grant is going to steal carries from uh, from Kalan? Because I, I think he could. I mean, he looks like he's in really good shape. I'm going to reluctantly buy this. Questions like these are tough because I don't feel like <laughs> you 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 have the potential to like miss by a lot on some of these. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to sell. Okay, disagreement. I'd, and and love to think that I would be buying, but uh, I have to see it before before it's there. And I, I do think the fact that Grant is such a different style of runner that uh, there may be times where he gets the ball in, in lieu of LeBourne. So, yeah, I'll sell this and, and certainly hope that I'm wrong. He's one of my, one of my favorite players on the team, and the small uh, glimpses that you've seen of him, he's as explosive as anybody that we've had here for a while. So hope to see more of that and chalk this up as an L at the end of the year. On Wednesday, I went and had, uh, had breakfast with, with Shannon Young, uh, who did my mortgage, who has done 25 Noel Cash listener mortgages in the last year, and, and he was super excited to officially have Resolution Home Loans re-upping with us. And you know, we, we just want to thank him for for sponsoring this this special show. And uh, look, guys, if you need a home mortgage, eight four four FSU loan. If you need some refinancing, right now rates are really low. It makes a lot of sense in some cases to use some of the equity of your home, maybe to pay off that student loan debt, or especially you know if you had some sort of credit credit card debt. They're they're really good at doing that as well. And of course, the Hamilton for Heroes program, where they don't charge any fees to first responders and um, military personnel. So, 844-FSU-LOAN or FSUHomeLoans.com. Uh, thanks for Resolution for sponsoring the uh, the show, which consists of nothing but buy or sell this time. Pretty cool. But two true freshmen are defensive starters by the Wake Forest game. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm up first on this one. All right. Wake Forest is about halfway through the season. Just running down in my mind here. Does that mean like they're like consistently in the starting lineup, or does that mean like we'll have started a game? I think that means like in the starting lineup, like it says starters, right? Yeah, I think they're starting. I would read this question as that they are uh, they are starting. They take the first snaps against Wake Forest. All right, so in my mind, there's like two guys who who could do it. But I'm going to go ahead and sell because I don't think that the chance that they both do it is is all that high. If you told me one, I would probably buy. But two is is a little bit pushing it for me. And the two in my head were were Dent and McCray. Obviously, Akeem Dent, the DB, and Jaleel McCray, the linebacker, who and they both looked uh, looked pretty good so far. I'm going to buy because I'll be uh, I'll be a little little cheeky here and say that uh, this is after the Clemson game, and I think that maybe uh, if it any if any player has a has a little bit of an injury uh, that the Syracuse game has a potential to be a fairly important game here that uh, maybe you could see somebody uh, take snaps against Wake Forest that they wouldn't otherwise in a in a uh, in a conference game. So maybe I'd be overconfident in what the staff would think of winning uh, at Wake Forest and uh, overthinking this one. But I, I'll buy. Say so we have two freshman defense starters. All right, I I like it. That is that is some good thinking there. Okay, uh, next one here. Browse becomes a breakout success and morphs into FSU's version 
uh, Brent Venables. Uh, parentheses, an overqualified coordinator uh, who never leaves because of a past controversy. Uh, so you're up first on this one. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I think I think in the same manner that Florida State hired Bryles, someone else will hire him. I, I don't. I, I think once you kind of start up the uh, ladder of rehabilitation and, and you reach the rung that includes Florida State, that that's not going to preclude uh, somebody else from hiring him. So I think uh, yeah, every, every university president's different, but on the vast whole, I don't think there'll be too many hesitancies towards hiring him and obviously that's with a blanket clause that some type of information that we don't know about Baylor becomes uh, wildly public and and is uh, in exceptionally poor light uh, for him so I don't think that Florida State will hang on to this guy at any point in time because of past happenings I think if they hang on to him it's because he's happy they pay him well and uh, and he's comfortable in a place while waiting out for a, a big-time head coaching job. This is the eighth season that Clemson has had Brent Venables. I would be, even if you told me the number was half of that, right? Like they're going to get half, of, they're going to get browse for half as long as they've had Venables, I'm still selling. I, I I don't think he's here for four, five, six years. So that, that to me is a sell. All right, uh, here's the next one. FSU signs a five-star recruit. In the 2020 class. Am, am I oversimplifying this as to whether or not they, they sign Smalls? At this point, no. Uh, I mean, it's basically Smalls or – like if, I, if if Isaiah Walker had some kind of huge breakout year, um, maybe – I don't think they're going to give Tate or Knighton a fifth star. And those are really the only two guys who are close enough to it right now to where they could even uh, bounce up like that. So I, I think it's Smalls or Bust here, yeah. Unless they find somebody new. Yeah, I don't see anybody organically turning into a five-star, even even with the way that Florida State's guys tend to maybe fluctuate slightly based off the amount of uh, subs that this fan base – it's a big electronic fan base. Everybody benefits from that. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to sell this. I, I would love to think that they signed Smalls. I think they're in a good place for them. But mathematically, I can't sit here and tell you that – uh, I think the chance of signing Smalls is, is better than 51% right now. So, yeah, I'll sell. Okay. Uh, man, this is tough. This is this is a, a good question. I, I'm going to reluctantly sell as well, um, but I think that I have to think about it. Should give FSU fans some hope, potentially. They're in a good place with them. Absolutely. I, 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 I love where they are. I just think uh, if if you're – on August 4th, if you're falling back on your signing a five-star from Washington State, historically, you're going to have some challenges there. So there's a great relationship there. There's ties. Uh, it's more than just that, but you still face a, a big, long road that you're going to have to travel to get that kid's signature. That's fair. All right. Uh, two quarterbacks in the class, bud. Uh, two QBs in the class. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Now, Florida State has been kind of coy about this. I'm going to go ahead and buy that they do sign two. Look, numerically, they don't really need to because you're assuming you're going to have Blackman for a while. Hornerbrook leaves. Travis and Rector are here. But guys transfer all the time. 
So if you just add Jeff Sims, who they're extremely happy to have, to that group, that still only gives you four before any transfers, and transfers could certainly happen uh, and likely will. I mean, if you look at the numbers, teams are probably averaging, what, like a half quarterback transfer per year? And I think some of the higher-profile schools, maybe even more. Kids are smart now, and they realize that, oh, hey, w- wait around to your Richard junior year is is not always the smart idea. It's not the early 90s anymore, and they actually have some, some agency about them. So I'm going to go ahead and buy the idea of taking two, two quarterbacks in the 20 class. Yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, I think uh, your your lack of quarterbacks pass on pretty much means that you got to bring you got to bring somebody else in, and it may be a kid that you beat North Texas for. It may be uh, somebody that's maybe historically signed with a backup in mind, but I think you need to go get another scholarship quarterback at this point. Uh, inadvertently skipped one there, bud. Uh, what were you saying? Well, Sorry. Plus, I got one more thing for you on this. Like, do you count Rector as a guy who you think could actually run this offense? No, I don't think he could. I don't think he could. I'm, I'm not sure that I but do. But I'd sure, I'd sure count him as a scholarship quarterback. Like, like talent-wise, skills-wise. That's true. That's, that's true. I did. Uh, this is a, an interesting question, slightly optimistic perhaps, but with an above-average offensive line, uh, Florida State would be in a place to win the ACC in 2021. Uh, I got to sell this. I mean, look. There are maybe like one or two players in Florida State's entire recruiting class who Clemson would even consider taking in their recruiting class. Like they're about to sign the best class in the history of recruiting, at least recruiting rankings. I, I, I can't buy Florida State versus the field to win the ACC really anytime in the foreseeable future. Now, in position to win, like they, they're going to have better of a shot than they do now. But uh, the question says they win the ACC in 20, 2021. I, I can't sell that hard enough. We uh, we closed the shutters on the 2023 college football season as Florida State won the ACC at, at, at that point in time. If I had to bet, I would say yes. So the question that I asked specifically 2021, I have to sell. But if you give me the, any time in the next four years and I had to bet on it, I think the chance that they do is actually greater because you're giving me four shots at it. Just mathematically. Like, like I, I think if you said any time in the next four years, I, I would probably take that, yeah. Like, not overwhelmingly, because they're not going to be favored to do it in any of those years that we can project right now. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll sell the original. I'll probably buy your alternate. What what do you got on it? 2023? Yeah, I'd buy that. 2021? No, I don't think there's much discussion around that. I'll also point out that occasionally, historically, signing the class that was deemed the best recruiting class of all time sometimes means that, uh, that maybe you've hit the top of the mountain there. Uh, Alabama's managed to be the uh the outlier in that as they have in many aspects of long-term college football success but sometimes sometimes it takes signing a class full of five and star, four and five star kids to start the uh the process of regression for whatever reason all right uh i guess my turn to read one here so more than 10 mad so tailgaters do not make it to the game I think that's a buy. I think that's a, a a good buy. I mean, obviously, there's a connotation that a lot of people get maybe too too well served or too uh, overserved, but maybe there's some friendships made and people decide to not go to the game. Maybe there's a you know to only for for when you're talking about less than one percent of the people that are going to be there. I think taking ten to to not uh, <laughs> to not officially take their place in the stands is probably a pretty safe bet. 
it's an easy buy for me. And you know what else is an easy buy? Going to FSUJacksTailgate.com to get your tickets for the Madison Social Tailgate. We'll be there. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be an awesome time. Already over, what, over 1,000 sold or 1,500 or something like that. We do have a good number of tickets still left, but they're going fast. So make sure to check it out. FSUJacksTailgate.com, the easiest buy of the day. Next uh, buy or sell here brought to you by Resolution Home Loans is more than 27 kids make up Tribe 20, bud. Uh, I will say I'm optimistic. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. I think they need to reload the roster at some positions. And if you can't attack it with elite talent, you better be attacking it with numbers. And they need they need those numbers. So I'm going to go ahead and buy that. But not much more because uh, like just numerically, I, I don't think they can fit it so much. I'll buy it. I, I think you can you can buy the idea that they try to push the push the number as close as possible in this class for many of the reasons that you listed there. Next question again concerning recruiting. This one is the idea that Florida State signs the best class in the state of Florida uh, for the year 2020. All right, so let's see where they're at right now within the state. Pulling it up here. So right now, very closely bunched. Uh, Florida is at 10. Florida State is at 11, and Miami is at 8. Now, Miami has 23 commits. Florida has 18 commits. Florida State has 20 commits. So uh, if you look at the player average, Florida State is uh, behind Florida, but actually ahead of Miami. So it's it's kind of kind of flipped. Um, they're all projected to win a similar number of regular season games, basically within about one and a half games. I think Florida State in Vegas right now is seven and a half. Florida is like nine, but with, with pretty good juice on the under. So it, it's more like 8.75 if you were to, to translate. Miami is like nine flat, I think. I, I'm going to go ahead and sell this because you have to actually have – you'd have to beat out both programs. And to me, I think it's likely to beat out one, but beating out both uh, would, would be tougher for me at least. Oh, bye. I, th- I think this happens. Ooh. Confident. 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 I like it. Maybe, maybe misguidedly so, but confident for now. Uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi in Dope Campbell Stadium by 2022. This is something that we've, we've really kind of banged the drum on as to why some people don't want to go to the games. Again, not to not to moan on, but this is everybody has access to it. Not if you're in the Champions Club or not selective Wi-Fi uh, is is the way that I think we have to read this. By 2022. Yeah, I mean that's a that's I think that's a reasonable expectation. Uh, yeah. Four seasons from now, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think you have to. Like like four years from now, people are not going to be less connected than they are now. It's not going to it's not going to be any less of, of a, an annoyance to, to go to go to a game and not have Wi Fi, particularly as as pro venues and basically every other like you know, your doctor's office has has guest Wi Fi. It's just a sort of a, a, a common. Um, I'll say necessity, but it's just a common availability. That's yeah, an expectation. Unless you're like out in nature. Yeah, it's an expectation. It is. Okay, uh, more wins this year than Texas A&M. Why, why would they ask this question? I, I... <laughs> you, got a, you got a feeling on this one? I think A&M may win a game more than you do this year. I don't think there'll be some great gap, but if I uh... – mm, I don't know. Their schedule's tough. Their though. schedule's very tough, and they yeah, obviously they play Clemson as well. Um, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to rethink this. I'm going to say they push. I think push is the right answer, but that is a really kind of kind of weaselly way out of this question, man. People want an answer. 
I, I, can, can we push on these? I think it's buy or sell. Yeah, it is buy or sell. There, there is there's, no hold. Yeah, yeah, there's. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay to what I first said. I, I think Texas A and M is more likely to win one more game than than Florida State is. All right, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually think Florida State uh, is slightly more likely, but not by a ton. So I, I will go ahead and, uh, and and buy, make the people happy out there, man. Can't be selling that. <laughs> <laughs> this is when this is when Jimbo when the message still resonates with Jimbo. It's, this is kind of his window of time. You've got to got to get it in the next uh, twenty four months here if history tells us anything. That's that's for sure true. Okay, here here's something I thought was interesting. <laughs> Willie making his hundred and fifty four day comment or hundred fifty three day comment was more than just a, a passing uh, remark at a recent press conference. Oh, hard buy. Now, I don't have any insider information on Willie specifically, but I do know that other guys on that staff were pretty ticked off about the 154-day thing because they, as they, their version of it, right, which I can't totally confirm is true, but their version of it was like, hey, staff and, and football had nothing to do with with this tweet going out, but yet we're, we're getting the blowback and the blame, and it's like, oh, well, you know, look at – Look at Willie Taggart's staff. They're not organizing life stuff together, and they were pretty ticked about it. It's a metaphor. And they're like, we, cetera, we didn't have anything to do yeah. with this. Yeah, you hear a lot like, we, we, didn't, we didn't order this. We, we didn't pay for this graphic. Uh, we certainly didn't send it out. So without knowing specifically Willie here, I'm, I am going to go ahead and buy this. That there was probably a little – like that was a good joke. It was a smart way to do it. It's the right way to play it. It also may have been a little bit of a shot. Just kind of let people know, hey, like, like this is funny, but <laughs> not really, right? There's a there's a shared uh, saturation of, of frustration with the social media account held held by a lot of people. So hopefully that gets uh, in more capable hands, and there's more consistency tied to it, and it's just a, a operation that should run at a a better level than it has. And uh, I think that that sentiment shared by fans boosters members of the coaching staff even uh it's a it's a reasonable expectation i think it'll be better soon i do um with with the new hire they're making um it would be very hard to be workers right uh so you know maybe get somebody in there running that is a little more in touch with the young crowd and then have somebody older maybe review the process yeah, just eliminate the eliminate the self-enforced error, you know, the, the the unforced errors. Own acts of self-destruction. Yeah, the unforced errors, the the <laughs> the self-mutilations uh that our social media seems to uh so frequently throw out there and monk up, you know, it just it's an easy talking point for national media to talk about disorganization and uh, lack of uh just anybody knowing what the hell's going on. So Exactly right. Okay, uh, I think it's your turn to read the next one. Eight regular season wins equals a top 10 recruiting class. I'm going to sell, and here's why. Florida State right now is at 11th. In order to get into the top 10, they would need to pass at least one team. Now, they're not going to pass Clemson, Bama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, and probably not Notre Dame. We'll see about... Michigan, Miami, A&M, and Florida. The other problem is they also have people coming from behind them, right? I think Auburn will have as good or better recruiting class in Florida State. 
Oklahoma, Texas, all have uh, fewer commitments right now than Florida State does. In Texas's case, they only have 12 commits, and they're not that far behind FSU in the rankings. I, I highly doubt Texas is going to only end up with 12 commits. So I would project them to pass Florida State. I would project uh, at least one of Auburn, Oklahoma, maybe Penn State uh, to do so. I don't think Tennessee will have a better one, um, and I don't think Stanford or Louisville. I'm looking for any other schools that are just traditionally good recruiting powers who are, are down currently. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and sell this, not like incredibly, you know, not not with great conviction, but ultimately because of all the teams behind them that I think could or will pass them uh, as well, teams that have more juice and, and are just in a better spot right now. I, I think I have to sell to, to get a top ten recruiting class. I think you might need to go like nine and three in the regular season, which is obviously possible, but but pretty unlikely. Yeah, I think you, from a, a numbers perspective and who's there, who they'd have to fend off, uh, bring up great points. And I would just also add, if you're looking at that and you you're talking about a four loss season, and the losses are Clemson, Florida, Miami, and Syracuse, something like that, you you don't really people are more in a better place than they were certainly last year, but that's a that's a, a tough schedule. That would be a tough emotional thing to go through. With, with Obviously, there'd be improvement, and you'd be heading the right direction, but you'd also basically lose to every team uh, that you are were on any kind of uh, equal footing with at all. Sure. No, I, I think that's fair. All right, we are coming up on uh, the 40-minute mark here, which is almost exactly how long we thought this show would take. So we, we're, we're in regular season form already, dude. This is, this is good. Final one of the night. 40% of snaps are in 3-4 formation. I'll sell this. Uh, I think people are getting a little... Okay, first of all, let's acknowledge a, a very real move, something that we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, it's uh, happening despite some of the more public comments that have been made about it. But uh, Florida State's certainly in a transition when it comes to what they're doing uh, from a formation perspective. But there's only so many offensive formations that will allow you to run like a real 3-4. I, I think people may be getting a little over their skis with how much you're going to see this just because of some of the personnel that's involved with running that formation that we all seem to be kind of uh, kind of treating as the, uh, flavor of the flavor of the month right now. I mean, pull up FSU's schedule here just for a moment and think about which teams are – because you're going to run that primarily against teams that are either in 12, right, which is one back, two tight ends, or 21, two tight ends, you know, one – or excuse me, two, two backs, one tight end. Uh, Boise is going to do that some, so you'll see it against Boise. Louisiana Monroe, I can't tell you right now that I know what they run on offense, so you could see it against them some. Virginia, yeah, you'll see that some. Louisville, it's going to depend on what they want to do with their personnel. That's a new staff. At App State, they were a little more spread, but they did sometimes use multiple tight ends. NC State, potentially. Uh, So you might see it a lot early. But after that, man, Clemson pretty rarely is using two tight ends. Wake Forest, ditto. Syracuse is wide open spread. Miami, I think, is going to be a single tight end and probably not two-back system. Boston College, they have a new OC, but I, I, I anticipate use it some. Florida typically is not two tight ends. And Alabama State, I'm not going to tell you that I know what they run right now. The second half of this schedule, you're probably just going to go ahead and put that 3-4 on the shelf quite often. Uh, the first half, you might see it a decent bit. So 
I think I'll also sell this three, four, forty percent of the time. When you could also run a four-two look, you could also run a three-three stack look. You may want to run some like three-two-six type stuff. Get more defensive backs on the field. I, I'm going to go ahead and sell this, but it's 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 definitely coming. Uh, but it won't be the only way they defend base, per, you know, kind of base personnel. Uh, and you, and it's also not the only way that uh, that they have to defend that. So, and they won't they won't face base personnel all the time either. So I'm going to go ahead and sell that one, uh, which brings us to the end of our our buy or sell show. All right, y'all. Hopefully that was a little something different. Again, want to thank our friends at Resolution Home Loans. Uh, not something we had on the original calendar, but just wanted to uh, bring it out this point in the summer as we get closer and closer to uh, kickoff. A thank you to them. A uh, acknowledgement uh, as to the role that you guys have played. Fantastic support in anything that we've done. And uh, Resolution's just it's been a more successful venture than I could have ever dreamed of. So uh, thank you very much. We look forward to talking to you soon little bit more excitement in each one of these that we do as we approach kickoff oh one other thing here a while ago we had somebody email us uh, offering to be the historian for our fire sale shows and i have searched through the email and i cannot find that email so if you're that guy and you're still listening to the show and i assume you are please just email us and be like hey i'm still doing this and here here's the spreadsheet or if we don't hear from you, we might be in the market for a new uh, show historian, which would be pretty cool. That I think way. that guy, I can't, I can't remember his name, and I apologize for cutting you off, didn't mean to, but he did put that in his Twitter bio. So I think he was uh, I think he was excited to move forward with it. I imagine we'll probably hear from him. I, I've been searching our email, and I just cannot find. So like whatever keyword I'm using, I, I, I'm, I'm apparently I'm not good enough at searching my email. Or it got accidentally deleted, one of the two. Have a good one, y'all.